Welcome to the Wheel of Sport brought to you by the Turnstile Network. My name's Ian McNally and with me is Matt Lavery. Hello there, how are you? Oh, we're back again, Matt. Oh, it's fantastic. For another belting sporting story ever told. I think I'm going to try and make that our tagline, the best sports stories ever told. Yeah, okay. Not well, they are. We will try our very best to spin this wheel and take us on a, a journey through sporting history. So, Matt, I'm going to spin this one. Let's go. Let's go. Spin it for me. Now, we've covered a lot of things recently in our sporting adventures, so I'm for something a bit different uh, yeah. today, something a bit left field. Uh, I think uh, you might be the man. And the topic for this episode is Out of Bounds. Out of Bounds, yes. Now, One of my personal favourites. <laughs> as you know, Matt, this is the topic with all the stuff happens a bit bit beyond the field or the, the arena of which the sport is played. The story behind the, the story. A little bit of extras behind the camera. Absolutely. You remember when DVDs used to like have direct the director's commentary oh which was awful it yeah. was always terrible absolutely <laughs> and really boring of course. But people, and then i went to work every day yeah. and made and did my job yeah <laughs> but people bought dvds purely on the strength they had the director's cut like not the director's cut the director's commentary can we which, start doing producer's commentary <laughs> off the on our own podcast, <laughs> talking through what we're talking about <laughs> well, I think uh look, let's that's say That's niche. That's for the real fans. Yeah. Let's say DVDs are on the way out, so uh, we might have dodged the bullet and so might the general public on that one. <laughs> but, but definitely um worth consideration. So, out of bounds, what have you got for us, Matt? Out of bounds. Uh so I'm going to tell uh, the story of Tonya Harding, an American ice skater. Are you familiar with her? I'm not a, I'm not a big American ice skating fan. I'll, Shocking. I'll, I'll be honest. What? During the 90s? And the 80s and 90s? <laughs> and I, I don't know who Tonya Harding is. Okay. And this is why I do the podcast. To find out. Just to find out these things. About ice skaters. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the same reason I don't read books. I just wait for the film to come out. <laughs> that's it. It's much easier and quicker. Yes. So that's why I do the podcast. Okay. Tonya Harding, that sounds like a, a very good American name as well. It's a great American name. And she, she's really got the, the all-American look as well. Blonde girl, um, as I say, uh, ice skater, and incredible story. So she was born in 1970. She started skating at three years old. She comes from quite a poor family, uh, you know, quite a, a horrible upbringing is sort of quite a bit I guess available if you if you want to research um, some of the hardships of her upbringing um, but I'm not going to focus on that I mean I will say that she didn't have much money coming up um, her mother couldn't afford the costumes so she used to sew them for her herself they couldn't afford a trainer initially uh, so what she did was she skated up to the coach that she wanted and the coach wasn't having it so she just circled her and just pestered her until she took her on just on the ice just on the ice just circling the, co- the, the coach the was saying <laughs> i wouldn't I'm, you're too young i'm not going to coach you i'm not going to coach you and she was just so persistent and had so much raw talent that the coach sort of ended up go- being convinced and how old was she then this was when she was, I think, four or five years old. No. So, yeah, she was skating from three. I mean... Like, is is ice skating... In, a, it's, I, in my mind, it was like an elitist sport because you needed skates, which, are, which are really be expensive. expensive. Yeah, exactly. And also you need to go to a facility where there's ice unless you live in a place. But even if you live in a place which is cold enough, it's probably only cold enough for half the year. Yeah. So you need an ice rink and that costs money to go to. Well, the the parents were, were certainly pretty good at uh I guess getting getting money in for her. As I say, they couldn't really afford it, but they they supported her in that way, although um as I say, she she probably didn't have the, the best time of it with her parents, particularly our mum. But as I say, I'm not, I don't want to focus on sort of the the hardship of her growing up. Just to say, yeah, she had a tough time of it. Here as a little girl who grew up on the in the rough side of town with, for all practical purposes, a split family. Her father was her mother's fifth husband. She was 
purportedly abused as a child, loved by her father, had a love-hate relationship with her mother. But by the time she's 15 years old, she's a real star sort of within the, the female ice skating, figure skating world. And sort of from 15 years sort of through to her later teen years, um, she's just climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. Uh, all the way through to sort of 1991 when she would have been 20, 21 years old. And this is when she really breaks out and and sort of becomes a household name. Well, maybe not household, maybe not in the McAnally household. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe in the States, like beyond the sport, would that be fair to say? Well, I'd say by the end of 91, people knew about her. Um, in February of 91 she became the first u.s woman the first american uh, woman to ever land the triple axle is that out of a car <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> she brought it down um <laughs> now this this is a really incredible uh, sporting feat particularly for a woman um only nine women nine female skaters have ever landed this ever in history she was the second person on earth the first american and not only did she do it she she sort of made it her signature move the triple axel which you know a few years earlier people thought would never be possible for a woman to do basically you sort of jump in the air and do a triple spin uh, so you spin around three times with your legs sort of doing a bit of a jig at the same time wow um that is on ice as well. On, on ice, ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've tried to do the, you know, where you jump up and you put one leg to the side and you try and click your heels together. Oh, yeah. I've tried to do it where you try and click your heels twice before you land. Like, it's impossible. Okay. So I've got a lot of respect. Yeah, well, it would be like doing that whilst sort of spinning around yeah, on your on your axis. The, the name Axel actually is, it's not, I, I sort of had it down to be sort of a technical spinning on your axis type of thing. It's actually not. It's named after a Swedish fella who uh, it? did it for the first time. He invented it. And uh, his name was Axel. Axel, yeah. I mean, Was he in Guns N' Roses? <laughs> <laughs> he later went on. That was <laughs> <laughs> a successful rock career as well. <laughs> but yeah, so it's 1991. Tonya Harding, she's the first US woman to land the triple axel. She's smashing it she's done it twice she did twice that year first in february at the u.s championships then again in march at the international championships first a triple lutz and now the question is whether she will become the first american to attempt and complete a triple axle jump we will know that here whether she tries it or not She then went on to complete the triple axel in a short program. She was the first person ever to do that. She then was the first woman to successfully execute two triple axels in one competition. And then she's the first ever to complete a triple axel in a combination with the double toe loop. So she's unbelievable in 1991. And as I say, this move, this really incredible piece of skill that people thought wouldn't even be possible for a woman. And as I say, a Japanese uh, competitor has done it just a few years earlier. She's now just doing it for fun, just to just to show off. And she's just rising and rising and rising. And people are thinking, wow. And finish seventh. Here come the marks now. Technical merit. And they are all five nines plus one six. And those technical marks are better than Yamaguchi's. A look there at Christie, and if her marks here overall are better than Yamaguchi's, she will win the whole thing. I'm guessing... Taking note. Yeah, well, I'm guessing that the the triple axel is one of those moves where those people who know nothing about the sport are still impressed by. Oh, massively. You know, so like, you know sometimes you watch gymnastics in the Olympics and you watch a, f- a few 
and you, you so one scores six and one scores two, and you're not sure why because they look the same. Yeah. And imagine when someone does a triple axel, it's like, oh yeah, that was that was good. It's it's seriously <laughs> good. good. I mean, as I say, uh, all this time later, um, it, only nine female skaters have ever landed it in an international competition. That's how rare this is. That's extraordinary because I think the physicality of it, like you do the double axle and you've got time enough to land, whereas attempting the triple axle, it's actually being able to compose yourself to land on the ice and skate away. That's the hardest part. So I think it's the landing. Most people get kind of 240 degrees through and then go, oh, there's the floor. Yeah, and that's (laughs) it. It's the the landing, landing on ice at that speed with the the momentum there, it it often ends in in disaster. And this, this story has such a beautiful aspect to it in like a romance of like rags to riches yeah, it's a real cinderella tale you yeah. know as i say she's sort of come from this had this really horrible upbringing you know difficult family circumstances and now you know at, at 20 years old or 21 years old you know she's got the world at her feet world at her feet yeah, yeah she's she's dancing on ice you know it's <laughs> <laughs> She's smashing it. 20 years old from Portland, Oregon. Wound up seventh in the Nationals last year. And she's a very powerful skater. She's tiny. She reminds you somewhat of Liz Manley of Canada. A little bit of Janet Lynn of the United States. Great power, great speed, and great athletic ability. It almost strikes me as it would have been interesting because of most people in that sport, I would imagine time to pursue it, etc., would have been fairly wealthy. She wasn't. Mm. That must have really annoyed them. <laughs> Just, yeah, well, like, I think I think she had a lot of problems with a lot of her sort of colleagues yeah, at the time or other dancers. Yeah. You know, I think she was seen as sort of quite a difficult person to get along with. But... You know, she was known for having incredible focus and desire to be successful at it. So, but you know, it was sort of a golden era for American ice skating. Um, in 1991, there was three Americans on the podium in the international competition. Uh, Yamagachi was number one, Harding's number two. So, despite all of these triple axles, she still only finished second. Uh, and then you've got Nancy Kerrigan in at third. So. You know, from an American perspective, this is just it's sort of a perfect storm and a brilliant time to be following female figure skating because they're dominating. As I say, they're holding all positions down on the podium, which had never happened before. Because presumably the countries that would have been acing this before would have been the countries with a lot of ice. <laughs> you know, the Scandinavian countries, maybe the uh, Russians and so on and the Eastern Europeans maybe. Yeah. I guess this this rise to success at a, at a relatively young age. Nancy Kerrigan, who finished third on the podium, as I say, in 91, is coming out in the press, basically publicly accepting an apology from Tonya Harding and saying, I hope she learns from her past mistakes and that she can find happiness. She can find happiness. And well, it, can it, it sounds like something I would read in one of those... You know, 365 thoughts of the day well, where you rip the calendar off and it says some nonsense. <laughs> I hope that you can find happiness. It's, that's not how ordinary people speak. Well, I, mean, I don't know how sincere it was, though. And, and that's the sort of story I want to tell. It's, it's really the story of Tonya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan from sort of 1991 where they're teammates, where they're finishing number two and number three on the podium through to just seven years later where... We're getting this almost, I don't know how, you know, is it disingenuous, sarcastic? I know nothing about this story, but I I can tell you what's happened. Oh, yeah. So basically, Nancy Kerrigan, she finished third. Harding finished second. I'm predicting that Harding's glittering start to her career. She's on the trajectory. She's smashing everything. Kerrigan's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. She's and this is sour grapes. She's like, oh yeah, she made a mistake, and there's a bit of just backbiting and some unpleasantness. And seven years goes by, Harding smashes it, she's winning it. Kerrigan's just never quite there, and she's a bit bitter about it. Ian, is that this, it? The end. The, Ian, this is out of bounds. It's the story <laughs> behind the story. It's off the pitch stuff that we're talking, or off the rink stuff that we're really focusing on. Off the on. rink. Off the rink. Off the pitch. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? White line fever when, yeah. the, <laughs> when the playing surface is white. I'm not sure. Skating on thin ice. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, to, t- to tell this story, you sort of need to know a little bit about Harding's personal life. 
Back in 1986, she started a relationship with a guy called Jeff Giluli. Giluli? <laughs> I think I've got that right. <laughs> Jeff, anyway. She spent less and less time at school. At the age of 15, Tanya dropped out and fell in love with a boy named Jeff Galuli. So they, so they were sort of uh, young lovers, and they ended up getting married uh, when she was 19 and he was 22. So they've been together a couple of years. As I say, this, this period is sort of still when Tanya's on that rise to success, um, sort of in the late 80s early 90s but pre-91 so she's in a relationship with this this jeff guy and they have a pretty tumultuous relationship it actually ends in divorce in august 1993 you know this this isn't salacious detail it really does matter for the story she's definitely set in her ways and we might get into a little uh, little little brawl now and then about what what's what's going to go on and usually she wins so she I mean, I'll admit it to the world, she's, she's the boss of the family. <laughs> That's about as good as it ever got for Jeff and Tanya. I, I did wonder there. I was yeah, like, I'm just hang on. What are, gossiping. <laughs> gossiping about, about Tanya Harding and no, her it's, divorce. It's the wheel of sports. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> the wheel of ma- divorce. Heat magazine. <laughs> um, no, but it, it, it matters. So they have this really sort of uh, breakup, makeup relationship around the time of her divorce her career uh, sort of takes a bit of a, a jolt, as I say, after 91 success with all the triple axles. After 1991, she never landed it again. She never was able to recreate that success after landing it for fun in 91. For the rest of her career, she could never competitively land the triple axle. Never again. Never did it. Talk about a difficult second album. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> 91. That is. Just for fun. That's remarkable. In 92, you know, it started after this amazing success. She twists her ankle in January. So she still finished third with a, with a twisted ankle, which, you know, it's a pretty good start to, to the season or to the year in, in 92. But the sort of 92, 93 period, it's, it's pretty ordinary by the standard she set in 91. She ends up sacking her coach. She skates so poorly in the 93 uh, season in the US Championships that she actually fails to qualify for the US World Championship team. So she's gone from being number two in the world to not even qualifying for the American team in sort of 18 months. As I say, around that time, 93, that was when her divorce went through from Jeff and maybe that played a factor. Um, but yeah, by, by the end of 93, she's, she's divorced, her career's sort of stagnating and she's, she's struggling. That must've been really hard because to kind of come onto the scene and as you describe her as being like the all American, you know, she's got the looks and the, the athleticism and all the rest, you know, so she would have been massive fodder for kind of tabloids and magazines and kind of in the public consciousness mm. and to have to deal with all that in a private life and then kind of deal with even the, the level of success and presumably she would have got a few um few dollars extra than what she was probably used to yeah absolutely it's almost the perfect storm for yeah bad things to happen mm. so but this this happens to people they have momentarily loss of form things happen in a private life what happens next? Well, 94 is sort of the big year. So it's an Olympic year, a winter Olympic year. So she's really, you know, the divorce went through in August. Obviously, we're heading into sort of uh, the winter of 93, 94 in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's it's her sort of big chance here. She needs to get back on the team. She needs to qualify for the Olympics. So she's coming into it really, really fired up and focused. Now, in January 94, on January the 6th, um, just one day before the US figure skating championships, uh, competition's about to start, Nancy Kerrigan, as I say, our old, our old teammate. Old Nancy, she's back. Old Nancy is, uh, is doing a practice session. She goes off and she's just sort of walking, walking down the corridor uh, at the ice rink um, and she's attacked by a man called Shane Stant. Nancy Kerrigan, the American figure skater who is widely considered a favorite to win a Winter Olympics gold medal, was attacked at a practice session for the U.S. Figure Skating Championship. Wow. 
club and he's been contracted to break her leg. With a club? Yeah, like a, yeah. Like a stick. A like truncheon. A yeah, exactly. A truncheon, yeah. And he's he's been contracted. He's been contracted. Who by? The Russian team? Uh, no. Closer to home Gorbachev. Gorbachev. <laughs> far, far closer to home than that. He was actually contracted by Harding's ex-husband, Jeff, and her former bodyguard, a guy called Sean Eckhart. No. <laughs> it's mad. At the ice rink. At the ice rink. So he's attacked Nancy Kerrigan. She's now injured, and that prevents her from competing in the national championships. So he was successful in injuring her. He, sm- he smashed a woman with a... With a baton, yeah, I mean... Goodness. He, he's, he's attacked Nancy Kerrigan off the ice. Now, she's the... Worth mentioning, she's the reigning US champion at that time um, in January 94. But obviously now she's injured and can't defend her title. So she loses it. Shane Stant had been brought in to break her leg. Now, he wasn't... Suc- he was successful in bruising her leg. So... She couldn't compete to defend her national title, but she was able to recover in time for the Olympics. The wow. following, the following uh, yeah, or later that year in yeah. sort of November, December, January. That's why you shouldn't work with amateurs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what about that? I mean, that is such a remarkable turn of events. So, so, so uh, that's a very strange logic in someone's mind to kind of. Well, say I've been divorced from. Tonya Harding, so I'm going to go out and help her out. By, help her or out. help <laughs> help her out in inverted commas. Yeah, to so, break her competitor's legs. Absolutely. So 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 Kerrigan, Nancy, on, Nancy Kerrigan's out. Harding is fit. Guess who wins the U.S. Ladies Singles title? Yamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, no. Tonya Harding. Get so, out. So she's back on top. So so. With Kerrigan injured, Nancy Kerrigan unavailable to defend her title, Tonya Harding can can come in. As I say, she's focused. She's just got, had a divorce come through. And she starts off the 1994 calendar year with a win of the US Championship. But why why did this happen? Why, why did old Jeff... Was it Jeff who contracted the... Yeah, so Jeff and Sean Eckhart, so that was Nancy's former bodyguard. Why? He's divorced from her. Why? What's in it for them? Well, as I said, they had a make-up, break-up kind of relationship where they were constantly, you know, getting back together. And, you know, they'd been, I guess, had a real intensity to their relationship. He has given her unconditional love and support through all the ups and downs. He doesn't care whether she skates or whether she works, he wants her to be happy. My husband's my best friend. He's the person I would trust for anyone. If anybody accomplishes what they've always wanted to accomplish in life, I don't think they'd want to be alone to do that. And I'm just glad that I'm not alone. And um, maybe he felt they could still be friends and this was a good way to to score points with her. I mean, (laughs) I I don't know. It ended up... You know, it was debated in court for a long time. What what I really love is there was there's sort of a, a level of incompetency around the whole thing. Obviously, as I say, it's not funny. A, a woman was assaulted with a baton. But it is funny that, first of all, he, he failed in his attempt to, to break her leg. I'll, I'll mention now, Nancy Kerrigan's injuries weren't so severe that she couldn't qualify for the, for the Olympic team. And she did, and she... She went on to qualify for the 94 Winter Olympics. But he, he turned up, Shane Stand, in Massachusetts looking for Nancy. <laughs> You're going to love this. Looking to break Nancy's leg. She's not there. So he gets on the bus and takes a 20-hour trip to Detroit. <laughs> Spends 20 hours on a bus. <laughs> gets off the bus, gets his baton out, and attacks her. Um <laughs> It's just kind of really stupid. You've got to admire his determination, haven't you? I mean, 20 hours on a bus, sat on a truncheon, is uncomfortable in the extreme. Absolutely. But it, it does strike me as the, a fairly low intelligence pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, what, what basically, they're, they're onto them straight away. So they all get arrested, starting with Stan for the assault. Um, it's not long until Jeff Gillooly, the, uh, the divorced husband, and the former bodyguard Eckhart, uh, they're arrested as well. Now investigators believe it was Jeff Gillooly's idea to cripple Nancy Kerrigan and clear Tanya's path to Olympic gold. Sources tell NBC News Galuli has been linked to payments made to the hitman and the getaway driver. Galuli denies that. We're just here to voluntarily surrender to an arrest warrant. That's the only reason we're here. But obviously, there's a lot of attention and a lot of suspicion that, you know, when, when someone's attacked by their biggest competitor's ex-husband and former bodyguard, that maybe she might be involved. There's reasonable question marks I mean, there, isn't there's there? There's a question. Yeah. Um, Particularly, I am amazed that she had the focus to go on and w- win because I I would see that as a bit of a distraction. <laughs> like my competitor's just being wiped out by my ex-bodyguard and ex-husband. Uh-huh. That would make me feel sheepish, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you'd be uncomfortable, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, but she... See, seemingly wasn't she had the determination to go on and yeah well i mean as i say she went out and she uh she win the, wins the the title um and she qualifies for the 94 olympic team nancy kerrigan recovers from her injuries and she qualifies um so that's going to be interesting it's just the sound of me taking a deep breath there, yeah because that means they're in the same olympic team of course but look before before they can get to the olympics there has to be sort of an investigation. You've got three guys who've been arrested, um, one for assault, the other two for racketeering, basically. Uh, Should have been in tennis. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gillooly and uh, Eckhart plead guilty. Stant and Smith, they plead guilty as well, and they all end up serving prison time. But... There's a lot of interest. You know, the FBI end up getting involved in this because obviously, you know, it's the US national Olympic team. So it's got more of a spotlight on this than what would ordinarily be, you know, it would be a domestic kind of crime. Yeah, massively. Then all of a sudden, because of the implications, Mm -hmm. it becomes in the national interest. It becomes a huge story. As I say, you've got the FBI, you've got the media circus. So... You know, you, ju- you 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 asked at the beginning there about w- was she a household name? And well, in 1994, she definitely was in America because you know what a story. So all of the media's down there, all the TV, they're going to all of her training sessions, all of Nancy Kerrigan's training sessions. Meanwhile, you've got the FBI talking to um, her ex-husband, her ex-bodyguard. Um, and this this other clown with a baton, they're all get you know, and and the media sort of make you know what it's like every day. The scrolling news talking about what's going on in the, in this case, and it sort of just goes on throughout the the year, basically, you know, and it ends up with um, the Olympic team des- trying to decide whether or not to allow Tonya Harding to represent America, but they they felt that she hadn't really done anything wrong. They couldn't prove that she'd committed any crimes. Um, There was no real link uh, in the police or the FBI's eyes between Tonya Harding and the assault. So so despite a lot of suspicion and speculation, there was no evidence. So she was able to, to qualify for the Olympics. She always said she knew nothing about it and had no information whatsoever. That was sort of her standpoint. So if there's any kids listening, and I sincerely hope there's not, but that's the way to do it. <laughs> if, you, if you're a competitor, you just need, you know, I suppose we, we've talked about it on a pod before about like winning at all costs. Yeah, but I mean, from the, from the police's point of view, she did nothing wrong, but it seems pretty suspicious everyone's right to be suspicious i suppose the only factor that would be there is that it's good to be an individual in figure skating but when you go to the olympics 
you you're a team. Yeah. So there is a team element to it. Those Olympic villages are not big <laughs> and fairly intense. Like you're basically st- staying in dorms. I would have been fascinating to see. They they must not have even been close to each other. Surely. Well, before we even get there, so Harding's basically been saying she knows nothing about it. I'm innocent. I, you know, I, I had nothing to do with it. But after 10 hours of interviewing, being interviewed by the FBI for 10 hours, eight hours in, she then basically starts to change her story a little bit. And she then says, I hope everyone can understand, but I'm telling on somebody I really care about. I now know Jeff is involved and I'm sorry. So she starts to sort of admit, and this is still back in January 94, so it's still very early after the attack. Bear in mind, the assault was on the 6th. This is only on the 18th. So we're talking just, you know, not even a fortnight later. And her story's already sort of starting to to unravel. She ends up admitting that she knew about the planned assault and when she was coming home from the Nationals, but she didn't report this. And she maintains that not reporting it, not giving that information up, it wasn't a crime. And actually, in Oregon, the state law is that not the, the the act of concealing criminal knowledge on a, on its own that's not a crime so technically from a legal perspective she hadn't she'd uh, not told anybody but she did know that this was going to happen now she still denied and nobody sort of could prove otherwise that she'd sort of masterminded this attack um so again she continues to sort of get away from it obviously the u.s figure skating are really interested um and they're sort of going through their ethics book and trying to decide you know code of conducts and things tanya harding continues to deny that she was involved in the plot to hurt nancy kerrigan meanwhile the u.s figure skating association is expected to vote next week on whether to keep tanya harding on the team for next month's olympic games it's fairly unprecedented, isn't it? It's, I, I don't yeah, think when you're sitting down, when you're thinking, oh, figure skating, that'll be fun. Let's make a rule book mm. of code. <laughs> you're not thinking, oh, this event, this will eventuate. A bloke will get on a bus for 20 hours <laughs> exactly. to, to break fat. someone's legs. Well, oh, dear. Poor Nancy as well. Like, know, poor, poor Nancy, Nancy. kind of dragged into this just because she's amazing at yeah, figure skating. That's it. And she's just been... That's heartbreaking, isn't it? So we're we're in January 1994. All of this has sort of happened quite quickly. She's now the the American champion, not Nancy. Nancy's at home with a bruised leg. Um, Tonya's the the American champion. She's trying to sort of clear her name and get get permission to qualify for the Olympic team. In February, a topless video emerges of her that Jeff... Her ex-husband had sold to the press. Nice one, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's probably not helping. <laughs> he's he's not, basically... Not helping, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. He's basically trying to put this fire out with petrol. So this video was from 91 when they were together. He sold it to the press. Later on, that was there was just a few fo- stills, if you like, a few sort of images from the video. Not long later, Harding and Jeff use the same agent to sell it to Penthouse magazine, the, uh, the pornographers. So she was obviously all right about it or sort of worked out, well, if it's out there, I may as well make a bit of cash. And uh, yeah, her and Jeff sort of were able to sell their sex tape. And these uh, are days before the internet. So yeah, so it's, it'd be- yeah, it's, this is the medium where, you know, money can be ha- probably quite handsomely made. Mm. In this, uh, these types of media, not I'm no expert. No, and unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, despite my research, I was unable to find the amount she was paid. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief! The very, very cloak and dagger and uh, penthouse. Yeah, I'm sure. Very secretive, just with the wrong things. So, she's now got a porn video out or a sex tape. Uh, and she's trying to sort of be to, to qualify. Basically, she's got this disciplinary hearing coming up. 
and the president of the US Figure Skating Association basically decide not to suspend her. And that was before the hearing even took place. So she's going to have a hearing, but the president has decided not to ban her, regardless of, of what happens in the hearing. So maybe there was a bit of, I, I don't know, Claire Ferguson, the president, was under pressure to get some medals back for the US. Um, but I'd say that maybe that possibly had an effect. Obviously, she's the US champion. Okay, know. so you think, yeah, maybe she was chasing medals. I was thinking more as kind of, See, like where, where there was any threats maybe on the scenes oh wow there yeah threats of violence and i didn't things. even think about that yeah really yeah. really go godfather yeah no I, d- I, I don't know um but she wasn't suspended that said it might not have mattered anyway because uh obviously the olympics is an amateur sporting event so it would be difficult to sort of ban her on, because of her amateur status um the legality of it was sort of there so she was already getting her lawyer to file an injunction against a possible ban when they decided, oh, we're not going to ban you. So you can go to the Olympics. She went, as did Nancy, to the Winter Olympics. I'd say it would have been pretty awkward. Yeah, that's probably understating it. It's like, it's like, I, I just can't imagine the emotion that Nancy would be feeling. Like, here's... She was the US champion, now she's not. And there's the new one. And the reason... I mean, she'd feel the reason I'm not is because of what your ex-husband did. Yeah, because of a conspiracy against her. And not only that, here's a woman who's stolen her thunder and even the governing body of the sport is not protecting Nancy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Because really you would hope if you and Nancy that this kind of foul play would have meant that you could go to the Olympics without that baggage. Yeah, absolutely. Which has been completely pushed on to Nancy. Yeah. Like, she's got no say in this. She was the one who was attacked. She was the one who just got dragged into this national story. That's that's frightening, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. So, so what happens in the Olympics? Well, not good things for, <laughs> <laughs> for Tonya Harding. She finished eight which was hugely disappointing. Nancy Kerrigan got a silver. So, oh, well played. You know, a bit of uh, redemption there for her. And Tonya Harding, as I say, sort of uh, pretty ordinary. They always say silver's the worst medal to win, though, don't they? Oh, yeah. Because so, they I mean, say, you know, it's not, you think you won away from a gold. A I'd take second over eighth, though. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, she stuck it to her, I yeah. think, hasn't she? Anyway, she comes back from the Olympics and... The investigation sort of going on, obviously there's a lot of interest from the public, from the American public, and there's a lot of pressure now to punish her because they sort of continue to to look into it. And now there's a feeling that there was a crime committed and that she should have have reported, you know, the future crime. And by sitting on it, she was guilty. So there's this huge investigation and it's it's dragging on and on and on and on. Um, and in the end, it sort of culminates with, with her doing a bit of a plea bargain. But as part of the plea, she's stripped of a 94 US title that she'd won straight after the attack. Um, and then she's banned for life from all United States figure skating association events, either as a skater or as a coach. So she receives a lifetime ban uh, for her involvement in this attack. So she's gone from being dealt with pretty generously, gently, to, yeah, pretty pretty serious there. You're, you're out forever. I mean, they've changed the tune, haven't they? Absolutely, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, quite drastically. <laughs> but I imagine it, it, there's one thing with these cases, isn't there, that the, there's the kind of legal aspect, but it's really what takes place out of the court or investigation it's public opinion isn't it it's like people would have presumably thought that this person nancy had been wronged yeah and the perpetrator was still there being celebrated and participating in the sport well she i mean she she knew she did wrong she she ended up coming out and she was quoted as saying i am responsible for failing to report things that i'd learned about the assault the assault so she knew that there was some wrongdoing at her end and, and uh, she was convicted of conspiracy to hinder the prosecution for not sort of 
giving information to the um, during the investigation to the police. She got a heavy fine, as I say, and then banned for life from all figure skating. And and that to me is quite an interesting one because you know you get people receiving life bans. It's it's quite rare, isn't it? You know, even cheats, uh, you know, drug cheats or people who knowingly break the rules. It's rare to hear of an, a life ban. Yeah, even Vanilla Ice, who stole a riff off uh, for Ice Ice Baby off the David Bowie and Freddie Mercury under pressure. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I don't want to do the whole thing because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> even Vanilla Ice was only banned from music for 10 years. <laughs> I mean, an ice skating joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cool cool joke. It's, uh, no, yeah, it's, 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 it's on, on theme. <laughs> so Vanilla Ice only got 10 years. There's Tanya Harding. Vanilla Ice has never done a triple axel. Exactly. That's for sure. Well, so... Well, Hard, Harding's out, so any triple axles she does, you know, they won't count, and they won't be in the record books. Um, so she was stripped of the title. What was interesting was that when they stripped her, normally if someone's uh, disqualified or eliminated after the results are given, everybody else gets promoted up. So you'd have the silver place. Yeah, then become medalist, gold. Becomes and, the gold yeah, and, yeah. and so on. In this case, there was none of that. So there was actually just no winner, and they didn't promote anybody up. Um, wow. Which is quite unusual as I well. I suppose there's a lot of admin associated with that, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can empathise with that. So, yeah, so Tonya Harding's out. She's now banned for life. Nancy Kerrigan, as I say, is by 98. It's probably gone a bit quiet, but obviously with the Winter Olympics coming up, the media want more. So they go back and sort of revisit the story and, and end up interviewing Nancy Kerrigan. And Kerrigan just wants it behind it. You know, she's visibly fed up of the whole thing being talked about. You know, she's probably got more notoriety for for being attacked than for any of her individual successes as a as a you know, top world figure skater. What did you say to people who thought, well, you're only famous because of the notoriety of the attack? I don't know that anyone says that. Mm. Because I have two Olympic medals. Like they didn't just give them to me. <laughs> so she yeah, she's just you can tell, as I say, she wants to put it behind her. So she comes out and she says, I hope that she c- that Tonya can learn from past mistakes and find happiness. See, I went in pretty hard on that before. Apologies, Nancy. That's actually quite a nice thing to say. Yeah. It's quite, you know, it's there's almost forgiveness in there. Mm. Well, what was, you know, in, tw- in, in 2014, Nancy Kerrigan's always getting dragged out for for interviews and maybe, maybe she enjoys it now because it's probably a bit of a bit of a payday i'd imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah in 2014 uh, she was interviewed um by bob costas and she said whatever apology tonya's given i accept it it's time for all of us i've always wished tonya well she has her own family and i have my family it's time for all of us um to just move on with our lives so and what year was that that was in 2014. That's quite a long time to still be getting asked about it. And to still be getting over it. To kind of still be like, she's drawing a line going, you should move on now. Yeah, can we <laughs> just 2014? Yeah. Well, um, that's Nancy Kerrigan trying to move on with her life. Tonya Harding is banned to go back to, to 94. I guess despite having a, a fairly successful video, um, she, she needs a new career. So, uh, in 95, um, she started a music career. Um, great name for a former ice skater. The Golden Blades. The Golden Blades That's featuring it. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was this. She's from Oregon. She, um, they did one performance, booed off. So, bit of an uns- <laughs> Really? Yeah, she got booed off. That was in 95. Maybe not enough time had gone past. Do you think when she was about to go on stage, someone went, break a leg? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, at this point, 95, she's obviously still... The American public haven't forgiven her. She's unpopular. She's getting booed off as, uh, you know, as, as a member of the Golden Blades. But in 96, she gets back in the media again. She just can't... They can't leave her alone. Um, she was in a bar uh, in Portland again. And an 81-year-old woman, uh, Alice Olsen, just collapsed whilst playing video poker. 
So Tonya Harding first in uh, and resuscitates her, uh, wow. doing a bit of mouth to mouth. So she sort of gets a bit of PR, maybe. Um, <laughs> people, people <laughs> well, like that. Well, she saves someone's life. I mean, I mean that's good. Play. That's good. Uh, yeah. So. What are the What are the odds? Probably better than the video poker. <laughs> I just, yeah, I love the idea she's in a bar with video poker. Like, yeah. And this poor 81 year old woman, I don't know if she'd won. Maybe that was why she collapsed. Maybe. Big win. I mean, the, the beauty about had she died, at least you've got the coins put on her eyes. <laughs> um, but she won't go away. So that was 96. Look, she's still. I mean, there's loads of films being made about her, loads of books. She's she gets interviewed by all the all the big stars like Oprah and and whoever. But um, and I've never heard of her. You've never heard of her, but that's that's. They made a film with Margot Robbie uh, just the other year. Um, it's, yeah, that's definitely a reflection of of me. Like, I, <laughs> we do a sports podcast, and I haven't heard of one of the biggest sports stars. Well, well you think American sports stars she's, in she, recent history? She's big for a. Ice skating. That was sort of her, I guess, her first sport. Uh, but it wasn't her last. Uh, in 2003, she made her boxing debut, women's boxing. And sh- she was actually on the undercard for Mike Tyson. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2003, Mike Tyson's having a fight. Yeah. And Tonya Harding is on the undercard. Um, <laughs> she ended up losing a split decision. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, look... You, you can't have the truncheon with your love. <laughs> it's, it, it's not. That's it, yeah. She had, she had a teammate. <laughs> um, the people in her corner must oh, have yeah. been a motley crew. Absolutely. Goodness. Um, and then, but, you know, the bo- the boxing wasn't her last uh, sort of sporting <laughs> moment. Either. She keeps going. I mean, she, she she's done all of the dancing on ice and stuff, um, but I'm not going to consider that sport uh, in, in the sort of most pure form. But yeah, in 2009, uh, August the 12th, um, <laughs> Tonya Harding set a new land speed record for a vintage gas coupe uh, going at 97.177 miles per hour. She was driving a 1931 <laughs> Ford Model A um, on the Bonville salt, fl- salt flats. Uh, so yeah, she, she's, she's in the Guinness World Records, not just for her triple axles, uh, but also... The new land speed yeah. record. <laughs> I mean, presumably they asked her to do it because they thought she was good at putting her foot down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, very skilled. It's I, it, this. I, it's been a journey. This because I really loved her at the start for her kind of rags and rags to riches, and then kind of it was a very distasteful thing to happen to Nancy Kerrigan. But now there's a charm to her, so you like kind of want her back that she's boxing, she's driving getaway cars very fast across America. I just don't know what to think and about she's her. Saving old women at the exactly, pokies. yeah. There's there's definitely you know, the golden blades for me is just a really, really uh, intriguing part of the tale as well. I don't know what to think because, I mean, she committed a crime. She she concealed. I guess some some facts about a crime, um, which is I'm not saying is all right. It's not, you know, it, it could have been really serious. Nancy Kerrigan could, if things had gone the way they were meant to, she would have ended up with a broken leg and been off the Olympic team. So I'm not admonishing her, <laughs> or, but it's it's just really weird because she wasn't guilty of masterminding the attack. You know that. It, it, whilst you can have your suspicions, it seems that the police and the FBI and everyone who did the investigation felt she was she was cleared of that. And, you know, Jeff and uh, and Stan and, and her bodyguard, Sean Eckhart, they all sort of, you know, nobody came forward and said, oh, actually, we did it because she told us to. Um, so maybe you've got to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she she didn't know. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's What a, a life, weird. though. Oh, it's really weird. What a it? life. And... Out of bounds. <laughs> so strange. It's just a peculiar tale. I just don't know what to do with it. I think you've done a great job, Matt. <laughs> My goodness. Well, T- Tonya, if you're listening, I didn't know who you were 50 minutes ago. <laughs> and now I feel like we've been through a lot. Nancy, 
I'm just I, I'm just gutted for Nancy. Yeah, I feel like yeah, as you said, all her achievements and everything are overshadowed by something that was completely out of her control. She was just being the best that she could be, and it's just that's a really sad story and sad side of things. But Tonya, goodness me, I think for all her ups and downs, I mean, there's more downs, isn't it, than ups? Well, there's the yeah. But, I mean, there's one huge down in sort of the to middle of it. Well, being booed off at the Golden Blades exactly, is yeah. that down. Banned ban for life as well. I mean, from the one thing that sort of gave her happiness until she found, you know, driving Ford Model A's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just seems... That's true, actually. it's it's It was a sport that kind of dragged her out of her life, presumably like a hard childhood. Yeah. And was probably her escapism and all the rest. Nobody wins, do they, in this story, really? Except probably for the... The 81-year-old, Alice, yeah. Alice Olsen. <laughs> the 81-year-old yeah, exactly. and the American media. Oh, I'm sure they, they're the real winners here. Well, Matt, brilliant story. Thank you very much. Tonya Harding. Join us next time for another episode of The Wheel of Sport where we go through the best, the greatest sports stories ever told. Find us on Instagram, Facebook. No, not Facebook. Find us. <laughs> find us on instagram and twitter we'll probably get facebook soon we've just uh, learned about it it's it's going well and uh log on to www nobody says www hey http or something (laughs) http colon forward slash slash (laughs) turns that type turnstile network into google and we'll speak to you next time on the wheel of sport thanks matt thank you myself and I just want to thank God and my club Carousel Figure Skating Club for all their support and especially my husband. I don't think I need to tell you but you are in first place right now. (laughs) Thank you very much. Congratulations. Back to you Al.